to Mike Chank Waifu Waifu. Check. Mike check waifu waifu Montel is that you? Tajay what's happening? This is episode 188 of Mike check waifu waifu As always it's brought to you by Lou Complex and DontTalkShop.com And it's mostly produced by Patreon producers AB, Aaron Brown, Dre, The Goat, G, Johnny from Shogo High Ked the Pro from Chaotic Culture and Shogo High Explicitly Monique Williams, Nachi and fear, thank you so much for supporting this, producing this, and many other episodes of the podcast. Uh, we appreciate y'all for holding us down for as long as y'all have. Um, again, last week, Safir's new uh, new produ- is a new producer of this month. We appreciate you for joining that long list of legends. Shout out to uh, Johnny and Inked the Pro for uh, having me on uh, Shogo Ha. Their uh, Twitter spaces. Make sure you follow them at Shogo Ha. It was a lot of fun. They were talking about uh, anime they want to bring back, and uh, and they they went into the Mappa thing, which we're going to get into a little bit later in this episode. Which I didn't want to stay for that conversation because I didn't want to be influenced. So I want to go in f- with my own thoughts, fresh and uh, and ready to pop off because I'm definitely going to pop off. Um, I digress real quick. Before we get into that, thank y'all so much for supporting us on Patreon. We have another new episode of the after story, which is our conversational podcast, which one of us brings a topic to uh, discuss any topic that we want to discuss um, and discuss it there. That's a Patreon exclusive podcast. That episode was fire. Oh my we God, in, it was fire. <laughs> it was so fire. <laughs> we went into conspiracy theories, went, in, went into uh, selling your sauce. We went into uh, many different things. A lot of stuff gets a little bit personal, but it's kind of how we like it. It's dope. It's dope. We hope you like it too. Also, episode uh, three of season four, episode three, Bungo Stray Dogs Watch Along with King Teliano is up on Patreon as well. And then coming this week, this week is going to be a read along for the Manwa, uh, for Manwa. I'm still not going to share the name of the Manwa yet until I record it. Um, but I can't wait till y'all see it because this Manwa is super interesting. And I think it's going to um, entice a lot of people when I get it up there. So bear with me on that, but that's coming soon. Um, I never did a read along or a watch along or anything like that before. So we're going to see how that goes. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Without further ado, let's do further. Tell how you feeling. Always good, bro. Always good. Um, been a pretty solid week. Uh, Apollo had a, a math assessment this week. Okay. How'd that go? Did fire. Uh, he blew my mind. Let's go. Boy was doing math. I didn't even know he was prepared for yet. Um, <laughs> nice. Super excited about that. He also had a reading assessment, which he kills me, bro. I, it always baffles me that he can read the words he he reads. Like he read the word experience. Nice. Okay. I'm like, boy, you in kindergarten. <laughs> Come 
come on what are you doing but yeah yeah the, i i love it um and just everything he does is is a surprise but i just love it That's uh, yeah it's, it's been a great week how about you bro uh same yeah pretty good week um i'm trying to get back into the swing of gaming i'm gonna be honest with you and uh sorry y'all if y'all are upset about this whatever though but I've been in the gaming rut because I've been wanting to just play Hogwarts Legacy. I've just been watching videos on that. So I've been just like fucking just anticipating that game coming out, which is uh, next week. Yeah, I was going to say, when is it out? Uh, two weeks, a little less than two weeks. It's coming. I mean, it comes out February 7th if you pre-order, uh, I think, the Deluxe Edition or something like that, which I did, of course. But I'm looking forward I, to that. You know, I was on the, uh, the news in Cleveland for when the last Harry Potter movie dropped. <laughs> that was like up at like 5 a.m. in the morning because the movie was fucking unnecessarily long. And then the uh, Valley View movie theater, when I let when we left, mm-hmm. it was like me and Dexter and I can't remember who else. But we leave the movie theater and they, they like, hey, how was the movie? It was like, first of all, it, it had to be at least five hours of other people before us. That y'all could have stopped the interview, but y'all stopped the interview on us from the sunrise at five a.m. in the morning <laughs> for a Harry Potter movie. Wow! Like, Why well, I never know that, uh, man. You know how you know how you do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a. Uh, it was actually funny because I, I did love that movie, bro. I loved that movie at the time, and um, it was it was real good, and that was a fun experience thinking about. Watching movies, but now I think about who I am. Now I don't go to movie theaters. No yeah, more, bro. yeah, no, I, I will, and only because uh, we found this movie theater called I Pick, which is in downtown Houston. Fucking amazing movie theater has the Word. soundproof booths, two seats, and everybody like spread apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to go see Black Panther, uh, Black Panther at that theater, and I mean, I got this fucking cherry bourbon something or another. It was fire. I was chilling with my legs up, soundproof booth, eating some nachos, and watching Black Panther. I was I was living a dream. So I'm probably gonna go see the Ant Man movie there too. <laughs> Another movie theater you might want to check out if you want to do it. It's a date night theater called Juliet's HTX. I don't know if you heard of it. Mm. It's a restaurant. I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Toby Nuagwe. He's a Houston rapper, but he like sings a lot of his stuff mostly. His his the singers his backup singers and stuff actually do live vocal performances there so if you like music kind of mm. stuff they play piano live vocal performances rooftop movie theater um real like kind of sexy kind of kind of vibe but it's all date night kind of stuff so it's oh, real nah. yeah cool so i was gonna say i don't know if you like that but it's it's dope i'm thinking about going there with monique soon but there you yeah. go yeah you definitely do that i just i just like Marvel movies <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's about the extent of my experience. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, other than that, doing real good. Now, into this anime, Montel. Uh, let's start off with uh, your episode of the week. Uh, my episode of the week has to be. We had some good ones this week too. Definitely, I feel I feel like, and that's the hard part about some of this. A lot of this stuff this week was really good. I'm I'm torn between. I'm not gonna say Sugar Apple Fairy Tale. I'm gonna say Buddy Daddies was episode of the week for me this week. Nice. Okay. Okay. Pretty good episode. Then it must have been. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. 
Uh, this is going to go into. Well, I'm gonna do this as my episode of the week, and I'm gonna do something else as as the spotlight, and we're gonna get into that a little bit later. But my episode of the week this week is the angel next door spoils me rotten. Mm-hmm. This show, um, I just want to I just want to talk a little bit about it, and I'm gonna say something very bold, and I mean this a hundred thousand a hundred thousand percent with from the bottom of my heart to the top of my soul. Uh, the angel next door spoils me rotten has the two best protagonists of any slice of life there ever was. Um, and I mean that shit. I mean that shit from the bottom of my heart, dude. This, these two are like my favorite main characters probably ever in any slice of life. Now, mind you, and it's not my. I'm not gonna say it's my favorite anime of all time or anything like that because we only what three episodes in. But right. these two characters are phenomenal when it comes to like just just a slice of life process in itself. Um, I need to give credit uh, where credit is due. The original story is by uh, Seiki San. I don't know who that is, but they are actually incredible with this story because they write the main characters like, it's funny because they're high school students, but they write them like adults, like mature adults who, yes, they they have, um, they have high school tendencies, but it doesn't, it doesn't hold them back or or removes them from um just like it just it just it just doesn't hold them back and we're gonna get into more of that in the spoilers because this is going to go into spoiler talk for the, in the second half of the show just to, just to put that point that out but i wanted everybody to hear me say that these two are the two best slice of life characters that i've had that i've seen probably in the last three four years can i can i piggyback on that sure Obviously, the episode was fire. Uh, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. I don't disagree in the slightest with, about that. Um, and your love for those characters is completely founded, bro. Like, have you you sat down? Like, I I remember sitting down and watching that. We'll talk about it more. But man, those characters are they. It's like they're different, but they're so similar too. Yeah. They give you something that is is I guess compulsorily different but like it's still a very nice feeling that they have those similarities to bring each other together we'll talk about it more in spoiler talk but man i agree that is they are very very likable enjoyable characters they give you no fluff to hate about them yeah i watch so much slice of life dude and it's every almost every slice of life is extremely predictable in the sense of what you want to get character wise you want to get the nervous you're going to it's just a lot of shit that you expect from slice of life um, but this is one that I can say like truly are two of my favorite characters. Um, moving on, there's something that we're going to start doing now since there's a lot of shows this uh, this winter season that we just can't discuss all of. Um, but we're going to make sure that we bring you a topic as we normally do from either the episode that we watched or a previous conversation or something like that. And episode of the week. Episode of the week, we're going to try not to go in that much detail like I just did with that, unfortunately, but <laughs> we're going to bring something new and it's going to be spotlight. We're going to try to uh, spotlight maybe one or two anime this week uh, or each week um, while we're watching anime this winter season. Um, and by doing that, we're going to avoid all spoilers. We're just going to go as general as we possibly can with uh, with the spotlight of the anime that we want to discuss. Um, and as far as uh, the first week of spotlighting that I want to do of a show and it's hard to spotlight this because you have to have watched season one but the show I want to spotlight is Inspector season two of Inspector has been absolutely incredible 
like absolutely incredible particularly these last two episodes these last two episodes have been fucking mind-blowing fantastic set of episodes with some great characters in it that's just fire um so particularly these last two episodes of inspector um it's telling a story that is looking like it's going it's it's like a disney fairy tale almost the way it's the way it's being told with again um <clears throat> it's not necessarily a main character it's a supporting character that who ha- who's had ha- who's have who's had sorry um main like main character time in these last two episodes uh one he was uh just for a general uh general example he was almost killed by his best friend while on a skiing trip two episodes ago uh or an episode yeah two episodes ago and something happens to where he isn't killed and from there you kind of learn who he is and what he's about and the fact that he's just um a very good dude is <laughs> is prominent in these two episodes and i think these two episodes of inspector so far this season has started way better than season one to me to me personally because it's not your typical uh, monster of the week shit because season one was very monster of the week for inspector season one, which is a cultural original by the way. But this one has, is, is like more so a, a little bit deeper than just episode of the week, but it's still, it's, it's extremely dope. So that's why I want to spotlight inspector season two. It's way more investigative, yep. way more detective oriented, way more detail oriented. I agree. It's, it definitely pushes the story way more. Um, my spotlight, and y'all heard me talk about it already on this um, on the podcast. Would have to be Sugar Apple Fairy Tale. Um, man, I'm telling you, I, I haven't seen anyone on this timeline talk about this. Uh, but the the main character in this anime, and I'm gonna say like the main characters because it's her and the the male uh, warrior fairy. Uh, the dynamic between these characters, how how they kind of operate and move is beautiful but also what she's trying to do in terms of uh you know for her mother and what she's trying to achieve for herself uh they they bring up a lot of really interesting things about how like yes you want to do something for someone else for like the their memory and whatnot but are you truly using or utilizing what their memory is to make something unique right or are you just emulating or imitating what someone else did great concept so far great story uh and i mean we're not too far in but i'm i'm loving how they're really progressing with like how how they're looking at her in general like it already is trying to build into that character development for what she needs to do to actually make herself prominent so yeah sugar apple fairy tale i'm really enjoying it uh so far let's see how it continues to grow <laughs> so far yeah, so far you get you gotta be skeptical, man. You definitely gotta be skeptical because there is a uh, quite a few shows that, um, I I've watched one episode of and just instantly dropped. Um, next week we're we're gonna have our quote unquote elimination uh, episode where we discuss shows that we feel like you should be watching this winter. Um, so we're gonna have a very select amount of shows that we think you should be watching. I think we're usually gonna bring three shows. Actually, you know what? If you're listening to this podcast right now, tweet at us at Mike Check Waifu and tell me how many episodes of a show you can watch in a season. So, for example, it's winter season. How many shows can you watch uh, a week? Let us know that 
um, on a tweet, uh, send us a tweet uh, or join our Discord. You can join our Discord and just type in our general chat. Just let us know how many episodes you can watch in a week. And we're going to try to like tailor an elimination episode around your particular either, you know, episode mileage or just give you a full list depending on how many responses we get. So write in to Mike Check at Mike Check Waifu on Twitter. And if you don't have a Twitter, uh, message us on anywhere. Contact at Mike Check Waifu Waifu.com is is our email address too, by the way, which is something we haven't used ever or in a long time. <laughs> but yeah, you go you go right in and let us know if you uh if you feel like you want to be a part of the show. Uh, all right, tell. Is there another show you want to spotlight? Maybe, maybe one more. Uh, we we doing two spotlights. Well, why not? All right. Uh, I could do one since you just went. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's one that I didn't give give much time to in in the days it came out, but it's it's Kubo won't let me be invisible. Another show with a great character. This time it's just like the uh, it's it's sort of like. If you ever seen, if you're a slice of life fan like I am, you ever seen teasing master Tagia's son? It's like that, but this time where the female uh, protagonist, who is the girl who is just like, uh, who who's like the girl in teasing master uh, Tagia's son, she's teased our guy, but it's more so prominent that she actually has a crush on him, and like she's kind of working through it the best way she can, um, while trying to help him become a little bit more visible. And I just think it's fucking adorable. It's, it's, it's an adorable show. But again, two great characters. Even though he's invisible, he's still like, he, he you, would, you would think he's boring and in his world he is, but it's still interesting to watch him kind of navigate about while, every, while basically nobody sees him. And the fact that he just doesn't, he doesn't, it doesn't, he doesn't let it bother him. He doesn't let it get him down because if you think about it, imagine just being ignored pretty much all your life. How miserable or depressed would that make you, right? And he's mm-hmm. just, he's just, he's just with it. And I respect the hell out of him for that. And that's something I can get, like, it's a character I can get behind and respect even more because he's, it don't, it don't bother him. And I love that. <laughs> I love that to death. I actually watched the first episode of that um, earlier today. It's good. And yet, yeah. Yes. I see it. I see it. It is. a. Uh, it's almost it's almost worthy of saying it's a vibe, right? Because yeah, definitely. It, it, from what you said about teasing. Master Tagi son. Teasing that. Yeah. That anime. I'm like, yo, this got to be the complete opposite because it don't feel intrusive. Almost. It feels like. Well, no, that, that one's different. I think you're thinking of a. Uh, I think you're thinking of Don't Toy With Me, Nagatoro. That's what it is. Yeah, Nagatoro. that's the one. I fucking hate this that shit. This one feels like, like this is this could be a, a decent friendship. Yes. <laughs> one, like, this is actually something good. Um, so, yes, I agree with Paul on that one as well. Um, since we don't really have much uh, meathead in these, these spotlights Bring it. <laughs> for the week, I am going to go, well, my spotlight, my second spotlight will be the reincarnation of the strongest exorcist in another world. Yes. Hear me out. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. First of all, bro doesn't play. <laughs> no. Um, but that's not just it, though. It's like his uh, his philosophy and views of the world is what makes it so amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to be the strongest in the world. And now he's in a world where 
Um, he's not viewed as the strongest. Doesn't necessarily want to be viewed as the strongest. What in Why the is world my, was that? My, my TV just turned on. My soundbar just made some noise. <laughs> but, uh, oh, look at you. <laughs> this TV just cut off, so he didn't give us just a, You know what? I'm not even cutting this out. I'm keeping it. Oh, look at you. <laughs> oh, that was mad weird. That's that exorcist. I might need him to come to my house. Um, that was but funny. Basically, he's in a world where the philosophy is that um, no matter how strong you are, numbers always win, right? And it's a really dope concept about how he tackles this this philosophy, how he tackles the world, how he views the world. Um, is just as important as what actually happens when he's doing it, you know? So I do really enjoy this anime, and I, I think it's been good since episode one. Yeah, you 100%. Know? So uh, definitely another one worthy of that spotlight. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with more. Especially with, again, like you said, with the way he's going about it. That's extremely the, the most interesting part about the whole thing because, uh, yeah, he's like, uh, I'm not going to make the same mistake twice, basically. Let's, <laughs> let's just put it there. Um, so this week the, the two shows we're going to spoil this week Or the three shows we're going to spoil this week Is obviously we're going to keep my hero In the spoiler talk uh, Shout out to Saphir because he gave us the idea To bring Villain Saga and then um, The Angel Next Door So those are going to be the three shows That we spoil this week and I can't wait To get to all three of those because that's going to be special That's going to be in the second half of the show after our music break um, I might use some more burn water stuff Because he had a lot of stuff that I was just having trouble pick through last week um but and find a song yeah man he has so much good stuff that he released that i didn't even know so maybe one more burn water song um but before we get into that let's get into this main topic man um well i guess the, the split main topic but first we're gonna start off with our favorite studios okay yes sir. um i want to give a shout out to our homie huey tj he gave he gave some of his favorite studios <laughs> which is really funny i Huey TJ is definitely the homie because I think me and him are very similar in a lot of ways uh, with our, our with our taste in anime because he seems to be a slice of life fan like your boy. But he says, uh, with Studio, Madhouse, Kyoto Animation, this is top three. And uh, he said, uh, Toy and Perry, I raised this, but they, they're just picky. Um, both of those are not good studios. I mean, Period is maybe decent every once in a blue moon, but um, and obviously they're decent because of Bleach, and obviously they're going to go balls to the wall for the most latest Bleach. But they're not right. they're not great. And Toye, not great either. Um, in my personal opinion, I'm gonna just throw that out there. But your top three are killers in the studio game. Uh, yeah. So how do you want to do this? You want to go back and forth like we always do when we do our lists? Yeah, let's do you. You do you got some honorable mentions you want to throw in first? No. <laughs> okay. You got three. Yes. All right. Yeah. Let's go back and forth then. Okay. I'm gonna start off with number three. My number three favorite studio is funny enough with studio. With studio. Okay. With studio is incredible. I mean, with, <laughs> you th- when you think about how deep it goes with with studio. With studios did one of our. Uh, one of our favorite shows, um, and that's Vivi. They've done. Let's see, I, actually, I had them pulled up in Elastic with all the uh, with all the anime. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did Vivi. 
they did the early Attack on Titans that I love ever so much. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, before it became what it is now, we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else have they done? They've done quite a bit, but trying to find one that I know I, I just absolutely fell in love with. Where is it? The yeah, air there is Ancient Magnus brought. Absolutely <laughs> love that series. That series was incredible. They've done. Funny enough, Seraph of the End they also did, which is also animated very well. Um, yep. As far as the story goes, it's it's kind of wishy washy there for me personally. Yeah, with the, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Which I don't think is with Studio's fault, but the story wasn't that great there with the adaptation. But they also did the first season of Vinland Saga, mm-hmm. um, which is very, very, very fucking good, man. I'm sad they're not doing season two. And we're going to talk about that a little why a little bit later because I have something to say about that as well. But I mean, Spy Family, <laughs> like what what is unbelievable when it comes to the animation. Um, I absolutely love what they just they don't do that much. You want to talk about a picky studio with studios, a very, very picky studio with with the anime yeah. they do. All right. So what's your number three? <clears throat> My number three. And I, I picked this based on the anime I enjoy within those studios, right? Yeah, of course. So uh, my number three is Studio White Fox. And uh, part of it is because, come on, man, ReZero. Yes. Uh, I, I love ReZero from top to bottom, visually, storyboarding wise. Um, Sound design wise, character wise, I love love it from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a lot to do with the actual visual representation, audio representation of that and how it actually paced through the animation. So I love that. Uh, but they also did Steinsgate or yes. participate in Steinsgate. And let's be real. Can't, the there's, not a, there's not a lot we can we can complain about on Steinsgate, especially after you finish season one. Uh, so it's another uh beautiful one and then we even got what was that i was looking at goblin slayer animated Uh, well not a great show but animated well yeah animated well um we have grimoire of zero which i'm not sure if you watched but another one that's animated relatively well and and i thought was relatively popular um not sure if everyone watched that one, but that's another one I really liked, as well as Akame Got Kill, which is pretty popular, and Devil's a Part-Timer. Nice, okay. It's pretty good. Um, I'm going to let you do the second one. You go to your number two, and then we'll bounce back to me. Alright, my number two is Cloverworks. <laughs> now, really? Yes. Damn, I let uh, you go because I thought you was going to pick... Okay. Damn. I picked Cloverworks. Um, Interesting. Now, Cloverworks, they took part in Spy Family, My Dress Up Darling. They also took part in Tokyo 24th War, uh, Shadows House, um, Fate Grand Order, uh, a lot of visually stunning anime, as well as season one of Promise Neverland, season two. Let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they also took part in like the Persona series, animated, getting animated. So they do have a lot of really... Uh, 
a lot of really good work out there in terms of what they developed or helped develop and, you know, give us some really good stuff. I mean, so and, cool work. yeah, to piggyback off of that, too, because I, I, I know you're not going to say anything about these. But like you said, my dress up, darling, but also Horror Mia, which was a fucking beautiful show. Beautiful mm-hmm. slice of life. They're they're pretty good when it comes to the slice of life animation and making it unique and and and, and kind of stand out from like a normal slice of life. That wow, this is interesting. But sorry, yeah. sorry to, to cut in on that. No, I, I I'm I'm glad you did that because I didn't say horror me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you go ahead, bro. You kind of threw me for a loop here because uh, I just knew I just knew you were gonna choose. This is going to be really, really hard for me to flip my list now because I guess I'm like, we're going to have to throw some honorable mentions in here then because <laughs> this is crazy. I was going to go with, um, I'm going to go with um, the obvious then. My number two is going to be Ufotable. <laughs> Why you do that? Because I had to change it. I thought I had to, I had to change it. I had it. Wait, wait, wait. Is your number one? You. F- oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, 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 no. I gotta change my list up. No, no, no. Keep, keep you photo boys your number one because I'm, I'm gonna bounce back then. Now that I know that you have it, I'm, I'm fucking, I've, I'm relieved. I'm gonna go with uh, Project Nine. Project Nine is my number two. Project Nine is my number two is because Project Nine is they kind of specialize in a slice of life, um, and anime genre. Project Nine is done. <laughs> the Angel Next Door spoils me rotten. Love After World Domination. My Step My Daughter is My Ex. Uh, Haji Hero. Like, Project Nine is the bottom tier character, Tomazaki san. Like, Project Nine is fucking top tier yeah, sli- <laughs> slice of life anime um, that you, you can't go wrong with. Um, and I think I think they're extremely underrated as far as, a stu- as far as studio goes. Again, they just do a lot of slice of life stuff. But I mean, even even the shows that I've mentioned, like Love After World Domination, group gained some popularity. I wish more people did watch My Stepmom Daughter Is My Ex because it's a fantastic, fantastic show with great characters again. And just, I don't know. I think they're they should get more attention. Um, my number two is definitely Project Not. Now, since I made you go twice in a row, I'm gonna go twice in a row with my number one. <laughs> but you can keep your Ufotable. Ufotable can be your number one. But my number one is A1 Pictures. Obviously. Thank you. Oh my God. I didn't want to I didn't want to put that in the honorable mentions. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no way. There's no way that A1 Pictures A1 Pictures is gonna be my number one from day one. Mm-hmm. And the reason being, I mean, if you think about oops, sorry. If you think they about this they <laughs> they should be like the all-star team. Now, if now they they're not they're not you level quality okay not everybody can be you foldable uh, as we know okay unbelievable unbelievably good studio what you foldable do is beyond the realm of possibility even but a1 pictures does some gorgeous stuff for example they're doing near automata near automata special they did all the sword arts the sword arts Love them or hate them, they look fucking phenomenal, man. Absolutely phenomenal. Even the the sort of movies, which is they've been focusing on now, are great. They're going to be doing solo leveling, and I guarantee you, it's going to be beautiful. They've done one of my top three, top five, I think, top five anime of all time, eighty six. Like it just, 
<laughs> you just can't go wrong with A1 Pitch. They did Kaguya Sama Love is War. If you like Slice of Life, they done the Face a face, face, face Strange. I don't even know what the fuck that is. That's uh, another one. But I'm pretty sure it looks great. <laughs> uh, I mean, like. Lacoy's Recoil. Lacoy's Recoil was one that a lot of people talked about. Grimgar Fantasy and Ash. Which is my number one, number three favorite anime of all time, I think. So, like. A1 pitches, they done a lot. They done a whole hell of a lot of stuff. And that's why they're my number one studio. A lot of stuff that I just absolutely love. Including the earlier OVAs and earlier season of uh the Seven Deadly Sins, the one that actually looked good. Right. The one that actually looked good. They did erase. They did your lie in April. All no zero. All no zero. Yeah, I got it. I had it. I had it here too because I was like, there's no way we cannot mention this. They did Magi. They did Blue Exorcist. Yes. A1 pictures insane. So they have something for everybody. Slice of life all the way to the meathead. Whatever you want, they they got it. Good. I'm glad you didn't leave that one out. I, I was trying to take my list. I, I figured some of this stuff is obvious. I wanted to make sure we spread the list out a little bit. So I like that. Y'all know my number one is you foldable. Oh um, God, you're so good. Know. I'm so glad you did that because I was worried. <laughs> Unlimited budget works you know where they put their money at and it's always gonna be in animation and sound design come on bro uh but yeah as y'all already know ufotable has done or is currently doing uh demon slayer obviously they've done um fate they've done uh a lot anything that has that high <laughs> that really ridiculously high budget animation uh tells us that Styria, which is uh that's based on a video game sure is um I mean, it looks like a lot of what they're doing is just fate. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're pretty much the fate main studio. They are, they are the fate studio. It tells us something funny. They do a lot of game-based stuff. But the way that they do their animation, uh, let's be real. I'm not going to say it's unparalleled because A1 Pictures does, to me, A1 Pictures does an equivalent job in a lot of ways. Really? I, I would disagree. I'm not, disagree. I'm not saying... I'm not saying that they're I'm saying I'm not saying that they're they're exactly as good as you foldable, but I think A1 pictures in terms of sound design and animation, they're the closest ones who do like something as good or on that level. Mm. So yeah, but you foldable, obviously amazing. Uh they are my studio for my heart. What's crazy is that they're gonna be doing Genshin too. Holy shit. That's gonna be mm. insane. Beautiful. The thing uh, the thing about Ufotable is that they're very selective with what they do, which is something we can't say about other studios um, that we're going to get into a little bit later. But uh, yeah, they, they're very selective with what they do, and I respect that. Like even even less uh, selective as A One. Like A One does a lot of shit. Some might say too much shit at some as, as in some points in some years, but like they are really really good. And there's I don't think there's nobody even come close to the animation of Ufotable. Um, when it comes to their detail, when it comes to their level of of very CGI actually looks really good. Very light uses of CGI or the blend between CGI and two D just is so mm -hmm. seamless that you can't sometimes even tell the difference because it just looks that fucking good. They're unbelievably talented over there, and I I feel like they they just have the game on lock when it comes to the animation in general. I don't think they can be topped as far as the look of it. Um, but A1 Pictures is definitely there. As far as uh, as far as honorable mentions, 
Um, what you got for an honorable mention? Uh, Square Enix. <laughs> because no way. <laughs> you don't think think Square Enix Hell did a no. great job? You don't like Toilet Bound kind of cocoon? No, they're and they're mm-hmm. publishers. They're not even a studio. Well, what I was saying, studio. What's it called? Lurchy. Oh, is, oh, okay, okay. Actually, does it? But they did like Clash of the Elite. They did. Uh, yeah, Lurchy. Yeah. Given. Uh, Toilet Bound, Hanukkah, Cocoon, Asher Lost in Space, and Radiant, Classroom of the Elite, Dongan Rapa, Assassination Classroom. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, some stuff that people are very beholden to visually yeah. as well, Absolutely. but also just overall very good anime series. So, Studio Lurchy is more what I'm talking about when I say Square Enix. Yeah, but, no, you know, not, yeah Square Enix is just a publisher. They're or garbage, but as far as the publishing goes, but the one I thought you were going to say as your number two, which is why Cloverworks surprised me because Cloverworks probably would have been my number two, if not for Project Nod, uh, to be honest, was I thought you were going to say Studio Bones. I'm shocked that you didn't say Bones because Bones did uh, My Hero. They did Case Study of Anitas. Mm-hmm. They done Eureka 7, Skate uh, Skate the Affinity, I heard was really, really good. I didn't watch it, obviously. Um, Mob Psycho, people love Mob Psycho. Bungo Stray Dogs, all of the seasons there. Blood by K Battlefront, that's another one reason why I thought she was going to pick that. Yep. Um, uh, Fire Force, of course. Was that no, that's Studio David. That's Studio David. I'm drunk. Yeah, I was going to say Fire Force is Studio David is is the one as is another uh, honorable mention, obviously. But uh, they did uh, Bones did Noragami. They did Snow White with the red hair, which is a really good slice of life, by the way. So they did a lot of my favorite shows, is what you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I thought you was going to go with here with number two. Um, but they they pop off. Studio Bones pop off. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Club of Work was going to be your number two? It, it possibly, probably would would have been. But then mm-hmm. I remember Project Non-existed. So when you say Clover Works, that was my last minute change. I'm glad you said uh, Cloverworks though, because then that means I, I got to give uh, Project Nine their flowers. Yeah, love, yeah. yeah, and they're underrated, I think. Yeah, they did Full Metal. Yeah, Bones is insane. Oh, they did Ghost Sick too. I like Ghost Sick. Ghost Sick is a 24 episode mystery romance drama that's pretty fire. Yeah. I mean, and then last but not least, Studio David. <laughs> right. <laughs> Studio David has done, I mean, Fire Force alone should be enough for you to, uh, or David Productions is their full title. Is enough for you to say, well, damn. But they're doing Undead Unlock, which is going to be dope. Oh yeah, did you read that? No, I've read. Actually, I did. I read the first chapter. It was a little hmm. too meathead for me. But it's, it's. Hear me out. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> It'll probably be better than Chainsaw Man though, because I feel like I the story. It is better there like the story actually has way more meaning and depth no i definitely believe that from even from the from the first chapter i read it was it was okay pretty okay as far as depth goes um sagarada reset was which is when i watched uh last year i think i I gave very good praise to i even gave a special spoiler breakout that i put on our patreon for that Mm. show yeah man david productions haven't done much i guess they've done jojo's so if you like that shitty art style. <clears throat> um, the issue with JoJo is the lines are too thick and the characters. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I can't stand that I can't stand that show. Just the look of it makes my balls itch. Anyway, um 
<laughs> Sorry, it does, man. Anyway, <laughs> and then let's move on to a studio who didn't, who was in our honorable mentions, was in our top three studios, who actually does some decent work for mm-hmm. some, you know, quality stuff like JJK. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> uh, the campfire one, the campfire one is pretty good that they doing. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, but they they're doing like seventeen million shows, so it's kind of hard to choose one. Chainsaw Man looked okay. Tacto P Destiny looks fire. <clears throat> they done so much shit, bro. They done too much shit. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of the point of this. And I just want to say, first and foremost. Yasuke didn't look bad. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. Um it just, it just is bad everything else. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. I guess I'll explain it by starting off with Vinland Saga. Okay. I have not, and this is gonna and this is just I just want to mention this. I separate art art style and animation completely. I hate Villain Saga's art style. The, the art style that Mappa uses, it just, something about it, I don't like. They didn't go the way of the art style of uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. They went like this hard, stiff, um, kind of like boxy shape with the characters. And they did the same thing with Attack on Titan too, where where Wit Studio had like the smooth, um, very granular, artistic, Art style, Mappa, they got they gave it these hard, hard lines and hard, sharp edges. It's kind of hard to explain, but you guys know if you watched it, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's not hard to explain. What it is is they gave cartoon characters, anime characters, bold lining that you would give text in a in a paper. It's bad. Yeah, I hate how it looks. <laughs> it does. It it looks it looks bad. Even with the uh, campfire cooking in another world show, some of the characters have that Attack on Titan, Vinland Saga look, and it just don't fit. It it feel it looks weird. It looks like it doesn't belong. Um, that that art style is very 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 specific, and I just don't like it. And the way mm-hmm. Vinland Saga looks, it's just like what they did on with Attack on Titan, for example. Um. With studio, no, who did who did Villain Saga season one again? I forgot just that fast. Was it A One uh, Pictures? Uh, was it no Bones? Who, who did who did? No, it? yeah, I think it was A One Pictures. A One Pictures did season one, I believe, or was it Wit? Yeah, let me find it. It might uh, be Wit. It might have been Wit Studios. Wit did season one of just like what they did on Tiger Titan. Wit did season one of Villain Saga, and it looked fucking phenomenal. There's nothing. You can take away from season one of Villain Saga. It looked great. And then it was passed over to Mappa. And it just looked as harsh. It looked <clears throat> which I guess fit for Villain Saga in a way, but I guess the best word I'm the best term I'm used to describe it is dingy. It's very, very dingy, uh art style wise. Um, and I don't like it, man. I don't like it at all. So here here's my perspective on it, right? Is that like I feel like what Mappa does wrong is that, for instance, in my perspective on, on season one of Villain Saga, is that it felt almost like these characters were personable. 
and they took the personality out of the actual characters with the art style or or how they did it with Mappa. Like it felt like these characters lost something in terms of dimensions for themselves. And I feel like that when you watch the Titans on Attack on Titan, like the Titans, they're these big hulking creatures, but they almost feel like they lost personality. Like the movements are wrong. Like everything about them just stands out too much. And okay, that, yeah. that almost like it's like it's almost like you're you're over presenting something, mm. over representing something. Mm. And I'm not saying Mappa does that on everything, but they definitely do that with something. It's like they want something to represent it and they over represent it and it just makes it. Uh, I don't want to say like it's buoyant within like the, the context of the show, but it, it, it just, it floats above everything else and it doesn't look good anymore because it, it, it creates an inconsistency in the art style or in the actual animation of the show itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's Vanilla Saga just is boring to look at to me personally. It does. It does. It does seem flat. Um, Attack on Titan was, that was a perfect example. Like with, I mean, with, it was like fucking, it was a, it was special. It popped out of the screen, but in a way where it still fit what the art style of Attack on Titan was in season one through three, or yeah, one through three. And then this final season, it just feels, I don't know, it just feels off. It's the CGI and shit. Yeah, yeah. It feels like they took a lot of shortcuts with trying to make it a little bit easier. And again, like you said, with, with the personality within the characters' faces, it doesn't feel the same anymore as in Attack yeah. on Titan. And I think uh, Polo, it's time to cue the music because fuck Mappa. What they done <laughs> with this Attack on Titan shit pissed me off to no end, Mattel. When I tell you that these motherfuckers decide to milk it for everything that is worth possibly. Now, I don't, maybe it's not them. Maybe it's shareholders, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. It's them. Okay. Now, word on the street is that Wiz Studios called it the final season before Mappa even got a hold of it. So Mappa wouldn't have been ready to call this the final season because I don't, I don't know. I don't fucking know. No, there's no reason for it to even not be the final season, but I digress. They literally chose, for those of you that don't know, which I'm sure you know, they literally fucking chose to make part three of the final season into two parts. How the fuck are we breaking up a part into parts? This makes no sense. I don't, there's no excuse for it. Now, maybe you could say it's because MAPPA has a lot of shit going on in which, sure, they do. They got Jujutsu Kaisen season, second season. They got Hell Paradise. They got uh, the first part of part three. <laughs> the first part of part three, Jesus Christ. They got Villain Saga. They got Campfire Cooking. Like, they got a lot of shit ongoing and going on right now, which totally makes sense. But don't release part one of part three then. Just have it all part one apart. This is fucking ridiculous. Listen to how ridiculous I sound. Just mm-hmm. release it all at once. Now, this has nothing to do with my personal bias and me hating Attack on Titan now. Because, for example, one through season one through three, I was I liked Attack on Titan a lot. I did until I read it. And then when I read it, I realized that, wait a minute, what the fuck is this? It lost all its personality towards the end of it. Um, towards the middle and the end of uh, Attack on Titan. But that's 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 personal. That's 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 subjective. As far as what they're doing to this show, I want this shit to be fucking done so I don't have to talk about it anymore. I am over Attack on Titan. I am over. 
I am over the fucking moon with talking about this show. And MAPPA's making it worse. Not only did they make the animation and the art style worse in Attack on Titan final season in all parts, but they're now breaking up part three into two fucking parts. It, it just doesn't make any sense. And the only, there's only one explanation to this. The only explanation is that they're trying to get as much money as they possibly can out of this final season because they know Attack on Titan is a fucking cash cow because everybody and their mama will make up every excuse as to why this show is good or still good, even though it's not. Maybe it's because when the end happens, they're buying their time because when the end happens, they're going to fucking piss off an entire fan base of people when they get that in. I'm going to spoil anything because obviously I read the manga and a lot of people have read the manga and a lot of people didn't know. Most people didn't. If you to be fair, most people don't know the end of Attack on Titan. But when they learn the end of Attack on Titan, they know that this shit is going to blow the fuck up in their face. And when they blow the fuck up in their face, they're going to lose that fan base, probably mostly completely in my personal opinion because i got a feeling that a lot of people are going to agree with us when they see that and well me i don't know how, i forgot how tell feels but when they see that ending and and how just lackluster it is it's not even the fact that the way it ended because the way it ended is fine it's, it's i'm fine with the way it ended it's just every it was just so it's just so lackluster that you think it was it was just you feel like you wasted empty. your time empty very very empty and that's exactly what it is i felt empty um but that's 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 my reason i think it's because they know that ending is going to fucking piss so many people off and it's not going to be very well received so they're trying to drag out the name attack on titan for as long as they possibly can to milk out as much money as they possibly can and if you got a, and if you got an excuse for this you're just a milk drinker and i don't respect you there's no excuses for this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh Doofus. So, Doofus. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hear me out on this, right? Um, my perspective is not far from Polo's. Um The issue with drawing something out like this is yes, it seems like a ploy for money, right? Even if let's say even if it's not for money. If it's because they want to deliver it properly, right? Or let's say, for instance, they, they're dragging it out because Mappa has too much on their plate. Why let Mappa take it over in the first place? Keep it. If Wish said, I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> yeah, probably, right? They probably say, we're not doing this. But but why let, why let a studio who has too much on their plate take it over in the first place? Why why give us something? Because in, in the issue with it is that at this point, I almost rather it feel rushed. I'm ready because, for what you just saying, yeah. Yeah, because it, it should be over. I shouldn't be waiting six months for a part three, part two. <laughs> I don't need part five in my part three. Like, <laughs> it, it's too much going on with this. Yeah. Like, we already had to split up the season, the final season into two parts. Now we at part three and I got more. And while i get it right i get it this is going to a different studio so the different this studio wants to kind of lay their groundwork a little bit differently probably right let's sure, just yeah. say that's what they're doing they're laying their groundwork differently um it still feels like a uh like they're doing too much within the season right like mm -hmm. 
they could have given us two cores and it had been like two 12 part cores and just ended this shit it doesn't need to be this long it doesn't need to be this dragged on um and the issue with that is while yes i agree there is a certain thing that happens with like streaming services and this is exactly what what i always end up doing i'm watching a show part whatever comes out in a week when they already gave me 10 episodes of this show <laughs> the season finale comes out in a week but they started off the original whole thing with i'm not watching that season finale i might not even watch the show anymore because you're telling me the season finale come out in a week when you could have just gave it all to me yeah like what's the point why give in i mean like if you already have it there if you already have it in production if you already have the philosophy or or ability to get it done why split it up why have risked that chance at losing some of your viewer base because if this had already dropped i'm pretty sure this would have already been like high trending tons of money from it and it would have been done and i guess that's what they're trying to avoid is it just being done but people are going to be done mentally trying to <laughs> yeah trying to wait for this and that's the issue that i think that a lot of of these studios are going to run into when you do all these se- separate split ups because spy family did fine although i don't remember it being talked about much for that second core mm. so Yes, this might do fine for this part, but at this point, so many people wanted to read it because they they were expecting this final part to be the actual final. So many people went, went and read it; they're probably not even going to watch this. Right? We we gonna we gonna do spoiler talk for part three, part two, and be like, is anyone listening? <laughs> we gonna knock on the microphone. <laughs> is anyone there? Probably not, because we're tired of this. <laughs> we don't want to talk about Attack on Titan anymore. Bruh. So um, when we get there. Uh, we're we gonna see what happens but I can't imagine it, it shaking as much as it was supposed to you know not at all so for perspectives the <laughs> the first part of the final season was 12 episodes the second part of the final season was 16 episodes part 3 is broken up into two cores which means that we're probably gonna get maybe a 12 and 12 which doesn't even make sense for it doesn't even take that much it doesn't even it's not gonna it shouldn't be that long so if, if they're doing a 12 and 12 for two cores for two parts for part three, that's 24 more episodes. OK, it shouldn't take that long. Right. Or they're going to give us <laughs> they're going to give us six episodes and they're going to give us six more episodes. And that's really not going to make sense for you to have two parts of a third se- of a third part of a final season. At this point, I want a movie. Just give me a movie. And what call the it done. F- fuck is the what what sense does that make to have six episodes then break down to a to another core to go f- on break for another three months and then come back with the other core of a part three it doesn't it doesn't make any fucking sense they're just trying to milk this because they know the ending is controversial they know the ending is going to basically shut down this attack on titan rabbit fan base that exists unfortunately it, it, okay it's not going to shut it down completely it's still going to have those uh those tea junkers but it's fine it like it's, I think it's just because they're they know that it's controversial and they're just trying to go as long as they possibly can. Sadly, at this point, I think Attack on Titan should have ended that season one, episode three, when Aaron got eaten. <laughs> they they, they taken all the hype away from me at this point. One hundred percent. I'm over it. Like I I would rather have just live with the the good memories I have a half of Attack on Titan's animation and mm. just stopped. Mm. I I almost feel like Hunter Hunter did it better. <laughs> just yeah. just let it stop. 
<laughs> just, yeah. I'd rather just be incomplete at this point, bro. Exactly. And man, I can't wait till Hunter Hunter come back. You know it's coming back, but I know, right? And that's I'm, hype. Yeah, that's actually hype. <laughs> give, um, give me a part three, core two of that. <laughs> at least I know, you know, shit. But Attack on Titan, come on, man. I don't even know. Yeah, no, nah, it's valid, 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 valid criticisms here. Um, again, I hate Attack on Titan. I think Tell likes it fine. Uh, I just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Let's uh, go to this recommendation roulette. It's Tell turn roll the year, right? No, it's my turn. I don't remember. I think think you wrote it last week. Okay, your turn. Recommendation roulette. This is where one of us rolls a year and we both give you recommendations from that year. Let's find out what year we get uh, this year. God, we getting a lot of modern years, bro. What you get? 2019. Okay. It's like the fourth time we got in 2019. I think we got 2020 last week. Yeah, but we still got 2019. I think a couple of times, actually. That's okay. 2019 was a good year because that was the year that this podcast started. Um, I think one of the years I gave quintessential quintuplets. Um, dude, where do we even go from here? Everything else is like, I gave Orisuki for a year. <laughs> Holy shit. Know. Beast, uh, if you see me, me, I got King Kong. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. It's not that. I guess it is. I don't know, man. 2019 is a. For, I got you. Go ahead. For all of my fate fans, if you happen to miss it, <laughs> Lord El Malloy II's Case Files. Um, it is essentially a spinoff on the fate series where it's less action oriented, more uh, detective. Um, you know, story driven. Now there is action in it, but it's more about figuring out different information about the world, different characters, that kind of stuff. Pretty interesting series. If you are just here for action, probably not going to like it. But if you are here for an actual investigative story, it's pretty decent. Okay. Damn, I wish season one was this this year as well, but it's not. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, My Roommate is a Cat. Very, very, very cute slice of life comedy show. Um, with a nice main character who's an artist who comes across this cat and uh, you kind of get inside the mind of the cat and the cat has its own little uh, narrative dialogue and the guy who, who's never taken care of a cat before begins to take care of this cat and um, gets out of his uh, his neatness if you will or his uh, shut-in kind of um, mentality it begins to open up a little bit more because of this mostly because of this cat a very, very dope slice of life story. Very actually funny. It made me laugh out loud a little bit. So My Roommate as a Cat is a very good, very, very good show. So check that out from 2019. We're going to take this break. And when we come back, we're going to spoil my hero. Angel Next Door spoils me riding as well as Villain Saga Season 2. All right. We'll be right back after these.
and welcome black to episode 188 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. We're here in the spoiler talk to spoil My Hero Academia. Let's go to the episode here without we're spoiling because I don't, I gotta remember that I need to do that. We're spoiling episode 16 of My Hero Academia season six. Um, For this episode, for me personally, was probably my least favorite episode. Really? Yes. Oh goodness! Holy shit! Yes. yes. Well then, I am I am surprised and kind yes. of stoked. Yeah. Um. So, sorry, I took a sip of water. Um. The Hawks story was it was okay, but I didn't really care that much about that. Probably because I don't really care that much about Hawks. Mm-hmm. Um. That's so that that's kind of that may be just a personal problem with me personally. He's an okay character. He's a fine character. His his backstory was was kind of cool. I just think it drugged on a little bit too long. Um, mm-hmm. The best part about the episode was the end of the episode was Endeavor seeing his family again. That's what I last week. If you remember, I talked about that's the part I wanted to see when their mom pulled up. When the mm-hmm. mom pulled up, that's the that's the conversation I wanted to have. That's the conversation I needed to see. I didn't really. Like the episode wasn't the episode titled uh, "Total Family," yeah, part two or something like that. Why yeah. did we only get four minutes of the Todoroki family? You know what I'm saying? So that kind of like tempered my tempered my expectations with this episode. Again, getting the the hawk stuff was okay. It just didn't need to drag on for as long as it did. I didn't I didn't care about his family backstory whatsoever. They kind of gave us a brief uh, synopsis when they gave up uh, the fact that. Uh, when he was first, when he was first telling the fact that he was like this undercover hero doing like undercover missions against the villains to uh, become a better voice, I guess, for, the, you know, determining what or figuring out what's going on with the league. That was that was cool. But we didn't need, I didn't I feel like we didn't need this much of the Hawks backstory again. Mm-hmm. He's a fine character. He's a good character. I just thought it drug way too fucking long. And the name of the episode was the Todoroki family. At whatever part two and that's what I feel like we should have gotten so I agree with you this has had to be probably my least favorite episode not for necessarily the same reason but I didn't need to see the GMO bill I didn't need to see none of that shit yeah um, it was cool to see that the, the world is falling into like this anti I don't necessarily agree with the hero descent that's cool and all but it that part even played a little bit too long I, I felt but like I, hold on real quick though I think we needed that more than we needed the Hawks backstory though like I, yeah the have seeing the the results of what happened is way better to me personally than seeing Hawks backstory period like I didn't need to see his shit at all I agree. In the manga, though, that Hawk's backstory felt like this. Right. And it did not feel like this and this. Like, I'm watching the Hawk's backstory. I'm just like, come on, man. I feel like this should have been over. Yeah. Like, it should have been over five minutes ago. And we, we already five minutes, minutes ago. in. Yeah. It's like, it, it took too long. Um, and I am not a fan of Endeavor, even though I love his power. Uh, none of that even excited me either. Like, seeing the Todoroki mm. family. That's that crazy. part didn't excite me and it might have been like when i when i watched this episode i saw someone on the timeline say i hate to say like i'm a i'm a mon- like i'm manga reading i'm a manga reader people but like this shit didn't hit and that's just how i felt about this episode and it could have been that 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 the the hawks part already left a bad taste in my mouth so when i got to the endeavor part i didn't feel as excited um because reading it i was actually pretty excited for it i don't but know I, 
I'm, I, I think I think that the pacing for this episode just left a bad taste in my mouth. That I, when we got there, I was just not not thrilled anymore. I don't think it was supposed to hit yet. That's the problem with it. Um, but why name it like you said, Todoroki family's hell or hellish Todoroki family, and then we get here and it's like exactly no family, and, and and that's the problem because I don't I didn't feel like it was supposed to be an emotional impact at that point. Yeah, he was crying and he got saw he he got seen by his family. He was crying, but I don't think that was supposed. That was kind of pseudo uh, comedic, uh, if anything. I don't think that was supposed to be any in, anywhere near like impactful, quote unquote. It's right. just it was something to lead into the next episode, which again. Which fucks it up because again, like you said, the pacing of the hawk shit fucked all of that up. Like we didn't need that much the entire episode to be Hawk's backstory. Like it could have literally been five minutes. But hear me out. Feel me. Feel me out real quick, just bro. We we start the episode with talking about the descent of like what's happening with the heroes yes. and the people, right? Which we needed. People I think we need are becoming anti hero. Mm-hmm. That's a serious inc- inclination, you know. Uh, they're they're saying that humans the regular people with the, they do have quirks and stuff are getting their own uh like accessories to fight against villains because they don't trust the heroes to do it for right. them anymore we see getting good part heroes quitting saying i can't be a hero anymore because the people don't trust me they didn't part. go into that detail but they you know they, they're saying the people don't trust me so i can't really be a hero anymore right i agree with that that has impactful meanings to the world we go into hawk's story Hawk's story could have also been an impactful meaning for what's happening right now, but they didn't do it in a right time frame. You know, like they could have delivered that message for what Hawks is supposed to be and how the world is developing into more of what Hawks and how the world sees Hawks now. Right. Boom. Going to Todoroki. Todoroki is the Todoroki family is a direct like influence on why the world is the way it is now. A hero had so much ambition and wanting to be this this grandiose hero and let it end on something that impactful, but give us more details. Let us let see me, her walk into the room me, and tell Yeah, yeah. Let me stop you real quick though. Let me, let me stop you real quick though. This this is because you already know, but I'm gonna fix it for you. Okay. You already know oh again, oh margaritas already know. I'ma just this this is how you fix this episode for me. The, mm-hmm. the best genus mobile or whatever the fuck in, in Hawks in a car. The conversation that they had in a car and it included the monologue genus had when he was looking at the heroes and stuff. And then even the conversation they had about the, 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 the civilians picking up um, the uh, support tools. That, perfect. Keep that in the episode. Eliminate eliminate Hawks' backstory completely. Leave it, I'll just take it out of the episode. Put the Todoroki family conversation right after all of the hero shit and and and, and best genius monologue and, and they're talking about how the heroes are retiring, all the stuff that you said earlier. Keep that in there and then go to the Todoroki family because like you said, what happened is is it 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 transitioned from the conversations about them having about the the people losing faith in the heroes, it transitioned into uh Endeavor being in the hospital and looking out the window and looking how sad, oh I am alive and blah 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 when he was having that conversation with himself. And talking about how, you know, and, and seeing the protesters out there basically complaining that about Endeavor. And if it would have brought in Todoroki family and then continued on what we about to have next week, if that would have continued this week, this would have been the perfect fucking episode. The perfect episode. So whatever we get next week should have been in this episode right now. And then next week, you can give me Hawk's backstory. That's when I don't care how long the Hawk's backstory go, but 
you just don't throw it in the middle of a whole other situation where we still kind of gradually coming out of it. Yes, last week Mantel said we kind of wanted a break, but the conversation, <laughs> but the conversation between the people and then in, in the Todoroki family, if those two were together and then it just kind of like played out with their conversation the entire episode and let that play through then it would have been again the perfect episode and then next week you can give us endeavor me uh hawk's backstory you can give us that all you want it can be the entire episode if you wanted it to be that would have made more sense to me personally putting it in this episode it just didn't belong and it just made the same mistake that this show has made for in season four and what made season four extremely below average for us is that pacing man the placement of the backstory the placement of just weird flashbacks it just doesn't make sense or feel right with the flow of the episode especially if you're gonna name it the Todoroki hellish family shit part two you know uh, map of shit um (laughs) (laughs) gut check though I need I need this Todoroki family conversation to happen fully uh we need fucking Bakugo to finally make it to Deku because for some reason they they showed her the, the, the Bakugo scene again but didn't show him even getting to Deku because it was all fucking Hog's backstory which is stupid um, and then we need to just continue to see what happens from there um, but I'm looking I mean, I'm looking forward to it again the season's still great I, I'm not going to say this killed the whole season for me because that's not even fucking close not even uh, nowhere near that um, but yeah, my hero's still good. Season six still good. Next up, the angel next door spoils me rotten. Should we yes. save this for last and go to Villain Saga? No, let's let's. Well, I mean, Villain Saga probably more talk about. We can talk about Villain Saga first. Yeah, because Villain Saga is gonna be quick. I think. Uh. I don't slaves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't remember season one. <laughs> you don't remember season one? No. You, you I remember don't. how season one ended? No, I don't. Season one ends on Thorfinn trying to kill. Uh, what's his name? The guy who killed his dad. Okay, Askeladd. Yeah, but he no, he been gave up on that after in season one. Season one ends with Thorfinn trying to kill Askeladd and Askeladd dies himself, kills himself before Thorfinn could. Oh, I think I, okay, I think I remember. And now, now Thorfinn is sorry because he'll never get that vengeance. Now, Thorfinn essentially, because he was beholden to Askeladd, becomes a slave. Sold off as a slave. We hear in season two where he's cutting down trees to mm. gain freedom. Yeah, I needed a refresher. So okay. uh we get here, like I said, they were slaves. Um this this episode was was okay, right? Like I feel like there wasn't a this like there wasn't anything that felt grand about the story. Um they just talking to some people who were free, but they're really retainers. So like they they have to work somebody else's land still. Um nothing nothing felt pertinent or important here nothing did i it's setting up some some predictable shonen shit um somebody uh the son's gonna betray the father accidentally killed a father on some my sword slip kind of shit because he's obviously he's a doofus and 
he's going to take over the farm and then everybody's going to become slaves again. But they'll probably rebel against him or something like that. They're definitely, yeah, exactly. But they're definitely going to rebel against him, and then the farm is going to go to shit. And all these people that was having just a jolly good time in the wheat fields are going to die. And Thorfinn is going to escape with the Ennor, and they're going to move the fuck on. Sorry to hit you with a gut check, but season two of Villain Saga is kind of fucking b- 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 boring. It's assastic right now. It's just the beginning, bro. It's, it's just, just the beginning, the beginning though. Yeah, I can't. So I can't fully like discredit it. Now we're only talking about episode two right now because episode three hasn't aired yet for us. It airs literally tomorrow from the day that we're recording this. We record on Sunday. It airs on Monday. This episode goes live on Tuesday. So you're getting our thoughts of episode two, which means that episode three shit could pop off and it could be completely different. Or I could have predicted this shit exactly right, which I got a feeling that I am. Um, but like, I, I just, I'm going to be honest. Villain Saga season one was good. Looking at it now with two episodes, how can the anime community give this a score of 86%? And shit happen. I do think season one probably deserves something like that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It has, it has an 87 Season two is wild to have an 86 because nothing happened. Literally yeah, they nothing. did nothing yet. <laughs> so this, we just saw Thorfinn, the main character. Yeah, this this is why I say, like, I cannot and uh don't take this personal, friends. Take it per- I cannot like- conversate or debate with anybody in the anime community because this is the kind of shit that they do, okay? They're going to, (laughs) this is gonna be very antagonistic, but they're gonna ride the dick of Attack on Titan all the way through no matter how good or bad it is. They're gonna, they're gonna hog wild uh, My Hero and they're gonna kill you if you say anything bad about My Hero or Black Clover or any shonen, that's their shit. They, this is, People like this that give Villain Saga season two already, which is only two episodes in from the time you're hearing this, only two episodes in, uh, 86 when nothing has happened and 86% means that a shit ton of people gave this a 10 and a few people gave this an eight, which gives it the 86%, which means that it doesn't matter what you say. These people make these shows their personality. If you say anything bad about Villain Saga, you're saying something bad about their personality and they will fucking try their best to kill you in real life. <laughs> so, uh, so it just, it just, I, I'm glad that y'all listen to my check waifu waifu because we're going to be objective. Uh, even though we're subjectively objective, we're going to try our best to be objective even when it comes to shows that we like. And Venom Saga season one, we like, I thought it was good. Um, But season two just ain't it. And, Let's let's give the people a benefit the benefit of the doubt, right? Mm-hmm. And assume they they read. Mm. Uh, let's say they've read the manga and decided we just gonna give it an eighty five or eighty six because we, we know what's gonna it. happen. Um, that's why they have a manga score. Yeah, that's also <laughs> I say all oh, right, facts. <laughs> but uh, let's also take into consideration that uh, an eighty six means that there are people who probably gave it a hundred. Mm-hmm. Now those are the people Polo really talking about with that personality. Yeah. Venom Saga is their personality. Facts. 
because somebody on there gave it a 20 because they <laughs> <laughs> but right now it's sitting at the 86 because there's more people giving it a hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I hope that at some point we get to the point where we don't rate it until it's done. <laughs> yes, man. Oh, make that make sense. It's it's just I don't know, it's very weird. Again, this episode they were cutting down trees, I guess. Uh the sun showed how incompetent he is. Because he's a spoiled brat Because he doesn't want to live in the middle of nowhere He wants to become a warrior Which once he see death I guarantee you that shit gonna change right. um, Woodcutter simulator and I want to be a warrior Yeah so I don't know man We There was nothing really much to talk about here With this Because ain't, ain't shit happen Moving on <laughs> The angel next door spoils me Rod Um Again, as, as Polo said, these characters are highly, inexcusably lovable. Um, it it's is so a crime how lovable these characters are. It's kind of ridiculous. They're, the flaw in these characters is that they don't love each other, and they're kids, <laughs> so it's cool that they don't love each other. It's not even really a flaw. Um, I, I and I this I guess this is kind of like without spoilers, but I just I want to see where it goes because I really enjoy just the 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 wholesomeness and the the uniqueness of their relationship because they they're really they're really kind of great, but also like like you said, there's something deeper with the girl. Yes, she's used to being she almost said lonely, but alone. Yep. And we we kind of we kind of called that. Yep. But yes, um, I love these characters and what they are together. Um, how how are you feeling? Um, I just love the fact that they introduced me to a waifu, which is his mom. She looked like a kid though, but get it. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love his mom. She's a she's a sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> the way she came into that house and was just like. I like thought, paying the bills. Exactly. I thought she was going to be trash with the way he was talking about her in previous episodes about his family. He was kind of like cagey about it because I thought that was something that they may have had in common with their family not being the best people. But she's like the best person ever. She's just all about her son and um and and taking care of him. even the way she describes her son to to her uh is to the angel per se. It was this fucking sweetest thing. She he was like, "Hey, he's he's a good guy. He's just not good with females. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> give him a moment. He'll give, figure it out. Give him a moment. He'll figure it out. And I just again, that's exactly what what's funny about that is I absolutely believe that. Like he may not be good with girls, but he's he's competent, you know, in a way of like not a bumbling idiot when it comes to females." And can, let me tell you, let me tell you exactly what you mean. Imagine rent a girlfriend with one girl. Oh my God, bro. And he, and he actually just is straight up like. Kept it real. Not a, a virgin idiot. <laughs> he just, if he just kept it, bro, if you just kept it real. Uh, listen, because this character is like, you believe that he doesn't yet feel for her yet. But mm-hmm. you can see the feelings naturally naturally growing and naturally occurring and seeing the feelings naturally grow with between him and even with her like she started you can kind of tell that she's 
feeling like uh I, I guess what's the word I'm looking for? She's starting yeah. to she's starting to understand that she feels for him in a, a kind of a weird way. I don't know, it's hard to say because it's not really necessarily obvious with her. It feels like a wholesome camaraderie, right? Like, yes. like they do feel like they're legit just friends, mm-hmm. but you can still feel that romance. Like, Bro. that's just kind of the romance is like, it's not like a side story, but it's just a little sampler on the side. Like, it's coming. We just not going to throw it all in your face. We want you to realize that this is actually just like a cultivation of their relationship. Like, it's growing and it's not, it doesn't have to be super fast. It's just building. Yeah. What's funny is that why is all the best slice of life original stories? I mean, maybe it's not, it's not, I mean, it's not unusual because they are more in tune. And by the day, I mean, you know, women mm-hmm. and the like are more in tune with that side of things and then how things should probably go. I would suggest, I would, yeah, I would agree. Is I, I would agree. With that. This is written, I mean, Seiki. Okay. Seiki san is seems like she would be a female. She's written. This is the only thing she's written. Yeah. Actually, she has a has a few short stories, but this is her first manga day. Yeah. Good job, ladies, because y'all killing it. Killing it right now with a more than a married couple. Now this, um, I mean, the darling in uh, I think uh. My dress up darling is also written by a female too, right? Yeah. So I you know, I just I feel like they got it on lock. They got the slice yeah. of life game on lock. Need to go ahead and chill, guys. Y'all ain't writing it like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless y'all could do it like this. But yeah, bro. Leave it um, there. Even when they introduced like the other couple, right? For the yes, holiday. They're adorable. He was like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Come on, bro! I love Why that man. His like best that? friend is already in a relationship, so you ain't got to worry about that weirdness with the best friend that is a sucker for women, but he always fell miserably because he's a comedic relief. No, nah, none right. of that. None of that typical shit here. And that's again why I like it so much. It's a, it's a very typical, yet unusual show. It's unusually typical because it's a typical love story, right?" It's, but it's typically unusual. <laughs> yeah, but it's unusual in its execution. And its execution has been flawless so far. I, yes. Every time an episode ends, I always say out loud to myself, I fucking want more, man. <laughs> Same thing with More Than a Married Couple. I just, every time it ended, I was like, fuck, man, I want more. This is More Than a Married Couple for me this season. Okay. I mean, hey. This became the last thing I watch every week. Uh yeah, it is it is that good. <laughs> Anything else? Gut check. What do you, what do you think is gonna happen next? I I think I don't know. <laughs> Let's be real, because like each episode has kind of been like a different kind of scenario. Yeah, I kind of feel like maybe since they gave us that uh that like glimpse of she's used to being alone slash lonely. Maybe we'll get a another like a slightly deeper in, introspection into what's going wait, on. Wait, wait, time out, Montel. Did you forget what? what happened at the end of this episode? I think you did. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. She next door. 
Yeah. So the the best friend and the girlfriend saw that she was next door. And they already know from his conversations that he was having with them that he, he's yeah. been giving his stuff to the girl next door. Yeah. So so what do you think is gonna happen now that you got your little uh, refresher with that? I, I did I did forget. He got exposed. <laughs> yeah, he got exposed. So uh, is it gonna be I don't know. What what you think? They going they, they going to keep it the way it is. It's completely platonic friendship. I don't think I don't think they're going to change that up, bro. Cuz I feel like I feel like what happens probably is she gets invited over. Mm. That's probably going to happen. But I do think that uh his friend and his girl his friend and the, and the girlfriend are going to leave and they're going to kind of talk about like why she's alone. You know, like, hey, I did. I, I know that you didn't necessarily want to come and you were invited by a bunch of guys. But also, I just want to know why you by yourself. You, like, and he also got that. He did. He was told. That she told everybody else that she had something to do with somebody else. Because other people invited her out for the holiday. That's right. That's right. She told them that she had somebody else, something else to do. Right. So I don't know, bro. I have I, I don't know now. You, you your reminder fucked me up. Yeah, because now <laughs> listen, I'm thinking that he plays it off. They both play it off. Like I didn't know you were next door kind of shit. And he was talking about the other next door neighbor. Because there's two sides to your next door. Now that's that that's what I'm assuming that okay. he can do. Somebody right. I didn't know you were here. Whoa, what are you doing here? That's crazy. You live next door this whole time. Oh, Mm-mm. That's when a girlfriend. I hope they don't go that way. <laughs> I do. I do. I hope they do. Um, really? Yeah, because I think keeping it the no, because keeping it the secret has been fun, you know. Because mm-hmm. what it's been giving us is the opportunity for them to uh, notice each other. Eyes. Yes, notice each other from afar, look from a distance, and just kind of see and observe fondly from a distance adding another couple into that makes it a little bit more strange now because now they're going to be kind of pointing them into a direction that ain't necessarily natural as it has been these previous episodes so you know i i think i hope they play it off i hope he says they have the next door neighbor i hope they don't even know you know what i'm saying like i just hope that kind of flip that on his head but i got a feeling that is you're you're a little bit more right when she she's gonna get invited over. What are you doing here? And they're gonna they're gonna kind of come clean with what they've been doing, which is I think gonna change the whole dynamic and maybe even the episode's uh, trajectory, which hopefully still is good. We'll see. And and let's let's also be fair, right? Let's say he tells his friend that's still his best friend. Doesn't mean his best friend is gonna go out and tell the world. That's like if I told you, hey, Polo. Uh, I got a new girlfriend or I'm married. It ain't like you can go out to the world if I said, hey, don't tell nobody though. And you right. go tell the whole world. Uh, maybe his friend respects his boundaries because this does seem like a pretty relatively somewhat respectful anime to those kind of circumstances. So let's hope, let's hope that that's what happens. Yeah. You know? We can only hope because uh, that, I don't know. I, I, I just love this show so far. I'm yeah. not going to give it a 100 or a 90 or an 80 yet. But so far, so good, you know. It'll hit you with a, with a pleasant surprise. I hope so. I hope it. I hope it is. I hope it stays pleasant. I just can't wait to start learning about her backstory and figuring out what her family about. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna make us cry. Watch. Oh God, I'm gonna hate it. it 
Polo about to get some Clannad tears. I, I hope not. I don't want anybody. I mean, maybe both. You know, I'm calling uh, out her parent. Her parents died. It could be. Could be. Parents and a little brother died in a car accident, and I know it sounds sad, but that's probably what happened. Who, who paying for shit? Inheritance. Inheritance. Yeah. <laughs> full, could full, be. Full, full, oh, she got a scholarship. Remember. That's, that's true. Why she, that's she why she got, got a scholarship. Maybe she's living with like a, a aunt or a grandmother or something like that, or was living with an aunt or grandmother, and they could be. It could be. It could be. I don't know, bro. <laughs> it's, it's a good show, though. It's a great show. Great show. But tell, I'm at Polo Bornfly on all social media. I'm at King Taliano on all social media. You can follow our social medias at Mike Check Waifu on Twitter and at Mike Check Waifu on Instagram and TikTok. And as always. My, 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 consider, 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 cons